This is the Bible in One Year Express, day 210. Four sacrifices that please God. Looking back at my life, I now realize how many sacrifices my parents made out of love for my sister and me. I wish I had appreciated that more at the time. My parents came from a generation that were very familiar with the idea of sacrifice. They both fought in World War II. Many of their contemporaries had sacrificed their lives for their fellow human beings and for their country. The whole idea of making sacrifices, great or small, seems more alien to our generation. The vast majority of biblical references to sacrifice are in the Old Testament. These passages prefigure Jesus' sacrificial death for us on the cross. In the New Testament, almost all the references are about Jesus' sacrifice, the death of Jesus as one perfect and complete sacrifice fulfilling all the Old Testament preparation and prediction. We do not need to make any sacrifices for our sins. Yet, the New Testament tells us that there are four sacrifices you can make that please God. From Psalm 89 But I will not take my love from him, nor will I ever betray my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter what my lips have uttered. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness. Thank God for the sacrifice of Jesus. God is holy and loving. God loved David. He said, I will not take my love from him. God, in his love, made a covenant with David and his people. It was a covenant of grace, but it required a response of obedience to the law. But what would happen if they did not keep the law? If that happened, if his sons forsake my law and do not follow my statutes, if they violate my decrees and fail to keep my commands, a penalty would be required. The New Testament tells us that God came in the person of his son, Jesus Christ, to take that penalty by offering himself as the sacrifice for sin. Through that sacrifice, God's love and holiness were both fully expressed and satisfied, and you need make no further sacrifice for sin. Thank you, Lord, so much for the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for me. Thank you that no further sacrifice is required for my sins. New Testament from Romans 11 and 12 Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable His judgments and His paths Beyond tracing out, who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counsellor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory for ever. Amen. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will.
For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it's written, It's mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you'll heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Make sacrifices that please God. In this passage, we see four sacrifices that you can make in response to Jesus' sacrifice for you. First, sacrifice of your lips. The writer of Hebrews says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Much of the first 11 chapters of Romans are about the sacrifice of Jesus for us. Paul, having set out all that God has done for us, responds, with a sacrifice of praise. Second, sacrifice of your life. Paul continues, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, because of all that Jesus has done for us through the sacrifice of himself on the cross, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. God wants you to offer all of yourself and all of your lives, your time, ambitions, possessions, ears, mouths and sexuality, as well as your mind, emotions and attitudes. Paul's description of a living sacrifice also reminds us that you have to go on offering your life as a sacrifice to God, offering the whole of your life for the whole of your life. As Eugene Peterson translates it in the message, take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life, 
and place it before God as an offering. In Old Testament times, living sacrifice would be a contradiction in terms. The whole point of the sacrifice was that it was killed. Jago Wynn writes, Our act of worship is no longer to bring a sacrifice, but to be one ourselves. We remain living. It is all of us that's being offered. Worship is about what I say with my tongue. It's about what I watch, what I think, where I go with my feet. Third, sacrifice of your loot. Generous giving is another New Testament sacrifice. Paul encourages the sacrifice of generosity in contributing to the needs of others. Share with God's people who are in need. This is another sacrifice the writer of Hebrews says pleases God to share with others. We are even to give generously to our enemies. Our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Fourth, sacrifice of your love. In this passage, Paul gives many examples of the sacrifice of loving service. The writer of Hebrews says, Do not forget to do good and to share with others with such sacrifices. God is pleased. Doing good means giving up things that are not good. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold. Although God only asks us to give up the bad stuff in our lives, it can feel costly to do so because that stuff is superficially attractive. Repentance is a very positive word, but at the time it may seem sacrificial. Sacrificial love involves allowing God to transform us by a complete change. Our love must be sincere. The Greek word for sincere means without hypocrisy, or literally without play-acting, or without a mask. Often relationships in the world are quite superficial. We all put up fronts or masks to protect ourselves. When we see governments doing this, we call it spin. When we do it ourselves, we call it image. We're protecting something. In effect, we are saying, I don't really like what I am inside, so I will pretend I am somebody different. If other people are doing the same, then there are two fronts or masks meeting. The sad result is that the two real people never meet. This is the opposite of sincere love. Sincere love means taking off your mask and daring to reveal who you are. When you know that God loves you as you are, you are set free to take off your mask. This means that there is a completely new depth and authenticity in your relationships. Instead of trying to impress people with our masks, as we reveal who we truly are with all our flaws, we connect through our vulnerabilities. Paul urges Christians to live in harmony with one another and to be generous, hospitable, forgiving, empathetic, and to live at peace with everyone. It's a glorious picture of the Christian family into which God calls us, beckoning us into an atmosphere of love, joy, patience, faithfulness, generosity, hospitality, blessing, rejoicing, harmony, humility, and peace, where good is not overcome by evil, but evil is overcome with good. Lord. Today, I offer you my body as a living sacrifice. I'm available to you. I give everything I have to you again. My life, time, money, ambitions, plans, hopes, and desires. Show me your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Old Testament from 1 Chronicle 6 But Aaron and his descendants were the ones who presented offerings on the altar of burnt offering and on the altar of incense in connection with all that was done in the most holy place, making atonement for Israel in accordance with all that Moses, the servant of God, had commanded. 
understand the sacrifices in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the priests were the mediators between God and the people. Aaron and his sons offered the sacrifices on the altar. They made atonement for Israel. Priesthood was hereditary. The priests were descendants of Levi. The chronicler lists the sons of Levi. We see that all those who served in the tabernacle, later to become the temple, were regarded as being of Levitical descent. The chronicler stresses the importance of the temple. The temple was a place of worship where God's spirit dwelt. David put some of the Levites in charge of the music in the house of the Lord. These are the persons David appointed to lead the singing in the house of God. They were the ministers of music in the place of worship. Other Levites were required to present sacrifices on the altar making atonement. As we saw earlier, a simplified definition of atonement is at one In other words, God providing a means through which people can be at one with him. This was the pattern throughout the Old Testament. The need for sacrifice and the making of atonement prefigured the final complete and sufficient sacrifice of Jesus. Such passages remind us of how amazing it is that sacrifices for sin are no longer necessary because of the one true and perfect sacrifice of Jesus. Thank you, Lord that all that is required of us today is a response to your sacrifice, to offer you the sacrifices of praise, of our bodies, of doing good and sharing with others. Thank you that with such sacrifices you are pleased. I pray that you would pour out your Spirit on our sacrifices. Pepper adds, Romans 12 verse 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Doing good is the most powerful way to stop evil spreading.